here. Hit the other door. Check one. Two. There we go. Good morning. How many of you have never heard me speak before? Okay. Good. You don't have a clue what you're in for. The rest of you, hang on. You know it's coming. Guys, I am blessed to be with you, and I mean that sincerely. Thank you for the opportunity to come back. The name of the ministry is Reasons for Hope. And it was so interesting last night listening to Pastor Sam talk because you'll always see an asterisk after the name because it leads to the answer. His name is Jesus. And that's the one thing that you can put your hope in that will never leave you, never forsake you. And uh, so it was really good last night. But the theme this week is an interesting one, facing my giants. I, I just got this picture, sorry. Sometimes I think life can feel like that, if you know what I mean. My wife is Japanese, and I love sumo wrestling, so uh, sorry. But uh, I, I changed the direction that I'm going this morning after listening to Pastor Sam last night. I pray it was the Lord, not what we had for dinner, but I just kind of felt like I really needed to change the direction. So uh, this morning we're going to address what is truth. Now, some of you I realize may have been there Sunday morning, and I apologize if there's some duplication on this, but I think it's important. And by the way, there's a subtitle, and, I, and again, I apologize. We've only got the one screen going this morning. Sorry, couldn't hook into the system. But what is truth and does it matter? Now, Mr. Sam, I don't know if you can kill lights on this side or whatever to make that picture pop. Um, you don't need to see me. You need to see the picture. I'm not a very good speaker, but I got great pictures. And so we want to we want to put the focus in this area. Last night, as Pastor Sam was talking, he, he, he went to John 1.14, which, by the way, that whole, uh, that whole session last night, I got saved in Salt Lake City, Utah. Does that mean anything to anybody? I mean, Salt Lake City, Utah. I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, the real, true Lord Jesus Christ in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I'm going to tell you right now, that John 1 to 114 is absolutely vital if you're going to survive in your faith in that uh, arena out there. But verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. But what's truth? And does it matter? Now, I, I, I said this morning to the, uh, the team that uh, Pastor Sam's doing the, the teaching, the exegetical teaching, and, and I'm going to keep scripture, and I mean, that's all we've got. But I want to take and flesh out some of the components. So my sessions are going to be a hair different from Pastor Sam's. And we're going to try and address some of the, to me, giants that are being used to get you to doubt the Word of God. Because that's ultimately what it's all about, guys. If I can get you to doubt Genesis 1-1, you'll never sell out for John 3-16. And people tell me all the time, oh, give them the book of John. Let's go pass out the book of John. And I'm like, why should I give anybody the book of John if they can't trust the book of Genesis? If, I can't, if you can't trust any of those books... You're going to get what we see today, and this is just being very honest with you. 50 to 88% of your generation gone by the time you're age 18. 50 to 88% of your generation gone by the time you're age 18. Raised in the church, go to Christian churches, grow to the, go to the camps, gone. That's an epidemic. So I made a decision a long time ago to come in and just focus, be real, be straight, and deal with, try, to, try to deal with issues that you guys are being confronted with. Which, by the way, leads to this. On the back two tables, and I'll put some up here are blank index cards. This afternoon, what time? 4.30. 4.30, totally volunteer, uh, voluntary. If you want to come, cool. If you don't, cool. I don't come in with a preconceived approach to this stuff. 
If you have issues that are keeping you from selling out for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have questions, write them down on these index cards, get them to us. We can put them, put, just put them on the back of the table back there and I'll collect them. And uh, guys, when we come in at 4.30, uh, I can do a presentation, but preferably, I'd like for us to just start pulling the issues that are keeping you from selling out, and that's what we're going to deal with, okay? So uh, index cards back there, and I'll put these up here. Go for it. So, but truth is what we're talking about right now. Uh, there's an interesting book, The Day America Told the Truth. Adults, 91%, 92%, 98% of adults do what? Lie regularly, lie to save face, lie to not offend people. How about your generation? Well, and younger, a little bit younger. You have the middle and high schoolers, 92%, 73%, 91%. 92% lie to parents each week. 73% say they lie weekly. 91% are satisfied with their character. Lying is just, come on, that's just the way that it is. Listen to, uh, any of you ever seen the show House? Oh, let's take a listen. Okay, forgive me. You know, technology is wonderful <laughs> when it works. For whatever reason, it switched on me. So, there we go. Could you guys hear that in the back, or should I play it again? Play it again? Okay, here we go. It's a basic truth of the human condition that everybody lies. The only variable is about what so if everybody lies, does truth really matter? How about this? Let me, let me show you a picture here. and I don't know. Uh, look familiar to you? You think truth matters? Well, his truth is that he didn't do what they said that he did. So does the truth matter to him? Or does it matter to the police that did all the investigating and the time and the money? and the? You see, truth matters. But, but let's go a little bit further. John 18 says this. You know, uh, Jesus talks about, you say that I am a king for this purpose. I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then there's an interesting, interesting little thing that happens here. Pilate said to him, wait for it. And what is truth? So what is truth? How many of you have ever seen a debunked video? Okay, a number of you, a number have not. Um, younger generation, you guys are prepared for this. Counselors that might be a little bit more mature, you better put your seatbelt on because we're going to the, pick the pace up here a little bit. They're quick, okay? We come after topics, three and a half to five minute, visual, video, animated, taking on an issue. So we're going to debunk the claim that there is no truth. Have any of you ever heard that before? There is no truth. Anybody? Anybody? I'm very shocked that every hand in this room didn't go up. This is the world that we live in today. Well, that's your truth, and there is no such thing as truth, right? Anybody? Come on, be honest. Who's ever heard? Okay, a few more. Well, let's deal with it. Put your seatbelt on, because we're going to attack it quickly. A telling thing happened a while back when Jesus was standing in front of Pontius Pilate. It's right here in the Bible, John 18, 36. Jesus says to him, for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Now, Pilate says this, wait for it. He says, what is 
truth. Shabam, there it is, the big kahuna, the spicy enchilada, the fizzy lifting drink, the question of the ages, and it's not much different today, which is why you hear claims like it's true for you, but not for me, or there is no truth, or truth is relative, bro, or the ever so popular speak your truth. Now, these things all sound nice and sweetie sweet, but what in the world do they mean? Well, let's take it's true for you, but not for me. Now, in all honesty, doesn't the person who says this to you want you to believe what he's saying? He's assuming that his relativistic claim is universally true, right? Everything is relative, I guess, except his relativism. Now, if something can only be true for me, which it can't, then it doesn't apply to you or anyone else, so what's the point in saying it? But if it is true for everyone, then the claim is wrong, because it's only claiming to be true for me and not for you. Get it? Okay, maybe it's not clear right this second, but things that contradict themselves, like this claim, cannot be true. What about the claim there is no truth? Oh, yet another statement that demolishes itself by its own standard. After all, is that claim true? If so, it's wrong. If the claim is not true, then it's true that the statement there is no truth is not true, which means there is truth, which makes the claim false. Moving on to the popular speak your truth. I gotta ask you in all seriousness, is there really your truth and my truth? Truth is what is. It corresponds to reality. It's black and white, either or fact kind of stuff, right? Tiny Tammy tossed the toy pterodactyl tenderly into the Thames that Tuesday, or she didn't. It's pretty simple, really. Truth is truth, and it doesn't change with a pronoun. Now, you might disagree and throw your hands up in objection, that is, until, of course, you are on the receiving end of a lie, I'm sorry, somebody else's truth that contradicts reality. Let's say you deposited $100 into the bank yesterday, but the banker's truth is that you didn't. Your sweet hundo, gone. Oh no. Let's say you got every answer on every test right, but the teacher's truth is that you flunked the whole grade. Now you have to repeat it. Your summer, gone. See, I think you get it. And I think you'd be fighting pretty hard for the truth, you know, the thing that corresponds to reality in those specific scenarios, because lies, I'm sorry, other people's truths that aren't true have huge consequences. Relativism is not only flawed, it's unlivable and unsustainable. And let's be honest, nobody wants a relative answer when they ask a real question, especially if it's directions to a gas station when you have to go to the bathroom. But wait a second, what if I say, my favorite candy is M&Ms, and you say your favorite candy is Snickers? See, what's true for me is not true for you in that sense, right? Well, actually, wrong. See, I'm saying it's true that my favorite candy is M&M's, and you are saying it's true that your favorite candy is Snickers. We're simply stating the truth about our preferences. Now, you gotta watch out for preferences, beliefs, and opinions trying to sneak their way into Truth's exclusive club. After all, you can prefer that you have a blue hat when you only have a white one, but it doesn't change the facts. You can believe the moon is made out of cheese, but it doesn't make it true. And it might be your opinion that five plus five is actually 13, but you'd be wrong. See, tricky word games don't change the truth. They get you nowhere. As Double Dubs would say, you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. But what about morality? Ah, that's the big one. One person thinks it's wrong to commit adultery, and another thinks it's not. So the one might say, I'm glad you have your truth, baby, but it doesn't work for me. First of all, what you think about the truth doesn't change it. A thing is either true or not, even moral duties and obligations. Second, truth is not dependent on the subject, that is you or me, it's objective. So whether it works for us or not, doesn't change what's actually true. Third, since these two claims are in direct opposition to one another, only one can be true. This is the irrefutable, unstoppable, unbreakable, incontrovertible law of non-contradiction smashing through the nonsensical, irrational, and weak wall of hocus-pocus relativism. And curiously, here we are today right where Pilate was, having to deal with the one who calls himself the way, the truth, and the life, claiming that no one gets to the Father, that is God, except through him. That's either true or it's not. And we can either deal with it head on or we can, like Pilate and like Romans declares, suppress the truth and unrighteousness, which leads us to make claims like what's true for you is not for me. Truth is relative. There is no truth, etc., etc., all of which heretofore have been debunked. Adios. Okay.
I'm watching faces, and you're like, man, it is way too early in the morning for that. <laughs> the mind is not geared up yet, okay? All right, all right, I'll give that to you. But let me ask you this. Was it done well enough that you'd watch it again to try to glean a couple nuggets from it? Yeah. Okay. Um, was it done well enough you'd even show it to one of your peers and not be embarrassed because it's cheesy Christian stuff? Oh, five people, good, I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> if I give it to you for free, would you take it? Oh, okay. Well, take your smartphones out. Joke. You're not allowed to have them. Ha! I watched the video too. Take this message. Write it down. When you get access to your smartphone, all you need to do is go to your messaging software and type in stay bold. It can be one word or two words. And send that to the recipient 51555. When you send that in, you're going to immediately get a, an email back that has a link to all 13 of the current debunked videos. And then in the future, when we release the new ones, like next month, we're going to release, uh, are, the, are the New Testament Gospels reliable? Oh, they're not reliable. They're, so we're going to deal with that one. Um, this week, we're releasing the second Spanish video. So if you're doing any ministry in the Spanish community, uh, we're releasing the Spanish version of All Consensual Sex is Moral. Yeah. We're taking on topics like that. So, guys, uh, pray for us. Uh, you'll, be, you'll become a debunked defender. You're going to get the videos before we release them to the public. When you do that, we'll shoot you a link to them. And then I, asked, I honestly have to ask you to pray for us because what we did is we bought an old 69 Volkswagen bus. The old hippie bus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we bought one, and we literally have debunked it out. It's got flat screen TV in the back sound system. It's, it's decked out. And we're on the road, man. We are on the road. Uh, I was just in Richmond, Raleigh, New York, Washington, D.C., um, and we're just out on the circuit, man. We get out, and we engage people in conversations because that thing will attract a crowd. Believe it or not, I have a really hard time initiating conversations. I'm not an outgoing person. Regardless of what you see up here, this isn't Carl Kirby. Carl Kirby in his flesh is a guy that will hide in a crowd. I really have a hard time initiating. Now, if you come to me and want to talk, I'm good with it. But for me to initiate, uh, I'd rather choke on something, man. I mean, just, but we pray for people. We have them sign the table. And it's a ministry that we're doing out in the street. Pray for us. Um, on the back, there is a card if you don't want to write the notes. There's a card with those index cards that has that 5155 information on there as well. So take advantage of that. But that's the route. Right now, it's uh, gone from Rhode Island back down to New York. It's waiting in New York two weeks. We pick it up, head over to Pittsburgh, and then we're doing the loop. Pray for us. But we're dealing with truth today. So what is truth? I mean, shabam, not shazam. All right? That's a different word. And in Spanish, it's shabama. So that's the big kahuna. That's the sprite, spicy enchilada. That's a, did you guys catch the, re, uh, the reference to the fizzy lifting drink? Did you guys? Anybody catch it? Okay, so Willy Wonka is still? No? Eh, it's getting old. But it is the question of the ages. And so I think we need to deal with it. I put it like this. In other words, it's this. That, detective, is the right question. That is the right question. So let's deal with it. What is truth? Note takers, get your pen and paper going. I know that the debunk went quick, so I'm going to flesh it out real quick. Being in accord with fact or reality, fidelity to an original or to a standard. Okay? So truth is being in accord with fact or reality or fidelity to an original or to a standard. So if you want to know if something is true, you need to have a, it's called a standard referent. 
to know if something is true. Now, some of you might be like me. When I read that, I was like, what is a standard referent? Uh, so I had to do some more digging. And this is what I came up with. In physical science, a common standard referent is needed to begin the study of the physical universe. And I'm going to say to you that in the spiritual realm, you also need a standard referent, okay? And so we're going to deal with that. Forgive me. So is it important? Is it important to have a standard referent? And I'm going to say, yes, it is. And here's why. Let me give you a, just some statistics here. When youth do not have an objective standard of truth there, 36% more likely to lie, 48% more likely to cheat, two times more likely to try and physically hurt somebody, three times more likely to use illegal drugs, and six times more likely to attempt suicide. So is having a standard referent important? Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, it is. So let me illustrate for you the importance of having truth. Now, those of you that, like I said, that heard me on Sunday, I apologize. Bear with me. But let me ask uh, the rest of the folks, especially the first-timers never heard me speak before, simple question. How tall am I? How tall am I? Six something. Six something. Nope. Six two. Nope. 5'10". Oh, come on now, man. You guys are way off. I'm much taller than that. 6'4". 6'8". No, I'm much taller. What's wrong? Oh, it's, I forget. I'm at a Christian camp. It's a bunch of Christians. You guys don't measure very well. No. Six foot? What are you talking about, guys? I am actually 12 foot tall. And you don't believe me, Christians. Here, let me pull my ruler out. And here's my ruler, and when I measure myself, I'm 12 foot tall, okay? No? You don't believe me? Okay, okay. Um, can I have a volunteer lady? One of you ladies, would you come up and help me, please, real quickly? Yeah, come on, here. All right, I'll stand down here to make it easy. I need you to measure, and you need to count. Okay, I got to stand up here so that they can see you. I don't want to cheat here, so you need to start. You ready? You got to start counting. Don't cheat me now. One, come on. See? Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate that very much. So there you go. I proved to you that I am 12 foot tall. You don't believe me. Well, I have another standard. Take a look. When I stand next to a basketball hoop, there you go. So what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's that? It's a six inch ruler. Uh, let me double check here. Nope, all 12 inches are on there. What's wrong with that? It's Sir? It's not a standard size. So you're telling me that my standard is no good. So who do you think you are, you closed-minded, intolerant, bigoted, opinionated hick? You're trying to jam your opinion down my throat. <laughs> hey, you know I'm messing with you. But guys, let's be honest for a second. Isn't that what the world is going to do to you when you have an opinion that disagrees with them, that differs from them? They will attack you. They will mock you. They will ridicule you. Guys, I'm telling you the truth. I have your generation that go off to college that are writing me, and I'm going to show some of this to you. Your generation is under attack. So I'm going to play and have a little fun with it, but this is reality. That's what you're going to get. And when your grade is dependent on what that individual is saying to you, trust me, your generation gets quiet quick. 
It's easy to be strong and bold in here, but when you're sitting in a classroom and Mr. Intelligent Guy is chewing you up and spitting you out, that's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You disagree with me. You say my standard's no good. So in essence, what you're trying to tell me is that this ruler is correct, right? Is that what you're trying to say to me? Why? Because you believe it? Because you were taught it? Because you were trained it? Hey, you could be trained from day one that this is a foot, believe it with all your heart, and be totally wrong. Be totally sincere and totally wrong. How can you know which ruler is correct? Let's tie back in to what we've been talking about. You need a standard referent. You need a source to compare the rulers with to see which one is correct. How do we check our rulers? Who decides? Who decides what is the original? Well, when it comes to this, we need to go to Paris. And on the outside of Paris, there's a museum. And that museum has all the official weights and measures. Oh, yeah. And we're going to find out what a real foot is because they have the official measurements. We can go there and we can compare our two rulers. Now, some of you are saying to me, but Carl, I don't want to go to Paris. I don't blame you. So you can go to Hagerstown, Maryland, and they have an official ruler that we can compare our two rulers with. They have what I call the golden ruler. Can you guys go, ooh? No, not ooh. It's, this is like a reverential ooh. Ooh. Yes, much better, much better. This is the golden ruler. Ooh. Yes. And there we can compare our two rulers with the golden ruler. Thank you very much. And guess what? Which one is correct? This one? Because you were raised and trained? No. But because when you compared it to the standard, it measured up. So, Christian, simple question. As a Christian, what is your standard referent? And I got to just be blunt with you. If it is not the Word of God, you might as well give it up and go home because we live in a world that everybody has an opinion, at least one, and if not two. Facts and opinions, do they matter? Are they different from truth? Uh, yes, they can be. Here's an example. Fact or opinion, all right? You ready for this? I got to ask you some questions here. Copying homework assignments is wrong. Fact or opinion? Cursing in school is inappropriate. All men are created equal. That was pretty weak responses, to be honest with you. All men are created equal. Fact or opinion? Fact. Ah, cool. Every one of you, except for one, I heard one dissenting voice in this lone sea of young folks are wrong. You guys all said fact. When you go, how many of you go to the public school system, by the way, the government school system? Your school system, the Common Core teaches every one of those, they are listed as examples of what are considered opinion. That is what is being taught in the government school system. Anybody want to be a teacher when you grow up? Anybody? How in the world can you teach under these conditions when it is a fact that it's okay to cheat on your homework? 
You see, guys, fact and opinion is going to depend not on what you think, but what is the standard referent. And as a Christian, most of you said that it's a fact that this is wrong, but that's because you have a different standard. The world that you live in has rejected that standard. This is not a truth issue. This is a what are you going to allow to be your authority issue. And if it's not the word of God, you might as well give it up and go home. John 14, 6 said, uh, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that's either true or it's not. And if it's not true, there are big implications. So I'm going to say to you that we need to have the correct ruler. If you really want to have an impact on this culture, you need the right ruler. But don't be deceived. Think about this for a second. Intensity of belief doesn't make it so. You can be intense. I can be as passionate as I want to be up here, and I can be dead wrong. No doubt about it. It's not the intensity that makes it so. It's the object of belief that makes it so. Intensity of faith doesn't make it so. It's the object of faith that makes it so. So if you are putting your faith, if you're putting your hope in something other than that is something that is absolutely true, you're done. Now, maybe some of you have heard this claim. All religions are the same. Anybody? 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 Wow, you guys live in a great place. Not even half of you raise your hand. You don't hear people saying, oh, really? Huh. Well, let me take you to the Thai Buddhist monk. All religions are like different cars all moving in the same direction. People who don't see it have no light in their hearts. You see, you guys are the problems that don't, don't know that. And, and how about uh, the Dalai Lama, Tibet Buddhism? All religions are the same. There is no conflict. There is something we must emphasize. We must consider the question of religious diversity from this viewpoint. And when we do, we find no conflict. All religions are the same. Or how about, how about this? The Hindu spiritual teacher. All religions are one. They teach a divine life. I respect saints and prophets of all religions. I respect all religions, all cults, all faiths, and all creeds. I serve all, love all, mix with all, and see the Lord in all. And in our world today, that is like, oh, oh, how beautiful. But it's wrong. They cannot all be the same. Let's go to a comedian. Comedians, they got, they've got great ways of saying things. All religions are the same. Religion is basically guilt with different holidays. And this kind of a belief system has essentially learned, brought us to a point where what we see is this. Everybody's got their own little symbol. You guys ever seen these symbols? Maybe you've seen them arranged like this. Anybody ever seen that? Let's talk about this symbol for one second, okay? I'm going to read this through, but you, you can see it when it's up here. You, you, you think that, okay, each one of those symbols identify a different religious belief, and you think that they can coexist. Well, take a listen. Islam wants to kill the gay rights, Jews and Christians. Also, if Islam got its way, the Taoists and the pagans would convert or die. The pacifists can only offer nonviolent resistance to Islam. The problem is that Islam has no problem suppressing dissent with violence, so the pacifists would get wiped out. Gay rights is contrary, actually, to all the other religions, and so they're the ones that are intolerant of those religions. How about this? Judaism is threatened with annihilation not only by Islam, but also the pacifists who support Islam over Judaism. The pagans and the Taoists are statistically insignificant. I mean, they're just, the numbers aren't there. But they needed them to make the silly sticker make sense. I mean, that's really the only reason they're in there. Christianity is the only one that's in this thing that's under attack by the others. So ultimately, this is just an attack at Christianity, not any of the others. Guys, you think all of these things can coexist Let me just take a very basic, we can go in depth if you like, but if you think all of those are the same, you don't know anything about their teachings. Not a thing. Three of them uh, claim to be exclusive, period. 
Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. They're all exclusive. The God of all three of them is different. They are not the same. As a matter of fact, I think I saw somebody give a really perfect explanation about pagan gods, the Hulk. Yeah. Anybody see any of the Avengers movies? Unbelievable. This is a Christian camp and a bunch of Christian kids going to that evolution, new age, worldly movie. Unbelievable. Now, I went for research purposes only because I got to know what y'all are watching so that I can... Absolutely no enjoyment, but I need to know where you're at. So that's a lie. I love this stuff, man. But I know what it is. It's science fiction. Here is the Hulk's explanation of the pagan gods, in my humble opinion. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. And every one of those gods compared to the Christian god is a puny god. It's kind of like Fiddler on the Roof. I got I to gotta appease the, the, the more mature audience, the more intellectual type of... Anybody ever see that about Fiddler on the Roof? Wow, that's still going. More than Willy Wonka? Are you kidding me? <laughs> see, I'm a Willy Wonka guy. I mean, I had to watch this because, well, it's my wife thing, okay? But you, you got the milkman, right, Tevye? You got him? And I love this little clip, right? I love this. He's right and he's right. They can't both be right. You're right. All three are right. No, it can't be. It, guys, it doesn't work. On a serious note, it doesn't work. There's either truth or there's not. And if there is no truth, then, well, let me go out on a limb here. All religions are the same, part two. You don't think what you believe about God and where you come from impacts the way that you live. I'm doing this at the risk of and I, I see this is why I didn't want to do this on day one, because some of you are going to check me out of here mentally, if not physically. I want to show you a picture and read your quote, okay? Speaking your truth is the most powerful truth that we all have. What do you think? Important quote? Good quote? Powerful quote? I don't need you to answer here. I just want you to think with me. Let's go to downtown Chicago. I was an air traffic controller at O'Hare for eight and a half years. Let's go downtown Chicago, and I'm going to show that picture and show that quote. You tell me what the response is going to be. Who thinks it would be a good response? Who thinks it would be a bad response? Oh, it'd be a bad response. Oh, most of you think that. He is not the one that made that quote. Let me show you who did make the quote. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Let me go downtown Chicago with her picture and that quote. You think I'm going to have a good response? Or am I going to have a bad response? Why? The quote is the same. You see, here, here's the problem, guys. We are so caught up in visuals that we quit looking at content. Don't judge me by what you see here. 
I'm a broken, fallen, fallible guy. You better make a righteous judgment. And if you're going to make a righteous judgment, you have to have a good source. You see, don't get caught up in superficial. Here's my point. She's speaking her truth. And that's a powerful thing. Don't we hear that all the time? Your truth. Speak your truth. That's an important thing. Well, I'm going to try and step all over those toes. Because here's some of the people that have spoken the truth on her show. Right? Miss Louise Hay. What did she speak? What was her truth? Her truth is, is that the people in the Holocaust, those six million plus, not just Jews, then there's the others that were killed in gas chambers and, and experimented on. The reason they went through that is because in a previous life, they didn't do right. That's her truth. And it was promoted on Oprah's show. How about her? She teaches that you get cancer because of emotional distress. Or how about this lady? Yes, she teaches that all you have to do is think about money and then you'll be rich. That's their truth. Do you think truth matters? How many people have lost everything because of this kind of mess? But then she mentioned one other person, Reese Taylor. Who in here has ever heard of Reese Taylor? Less than one hand. I didn't have a clue who Reese Taylor was when I heard her make this statement. And I just hope, I just hope that Reese Taylor died knowing that her truth, like the truth of so many other women who were tormented in those years, and even now tormented, goes marching on. Guys, this is not an exterior issue. I did this, I've only done this a couple times now, and uh, I had a lady of color come up to me after the first time that I gave this, because I said, guys, I know I'm treading on thin ice here, but I, I think we have to make a point, we have to address this issue. And she came up and said, you, well, the one thing you're not understanding is that when, when we say this, it's because we are experiencing things that you just can't understand. I, I've experienced things, even in this day, there are places that I've been rejected from that I cannot go into because of what I look like out on the outside. And that's my truth, and you can't understand that. And I said, ma'am, I totally understand that. My wife is Japanese. When my grandmother found out that I was marrying a Japanese, she, sent me a, she wrote me a letter that said, she and I will never be friends. You come to my house, I'll be the perfect hostess, but she and I will never be friends because your children will always have those eyes. I understand racism. I've had, I've had deacons walk out on me in churches because you're a heretic, you're trying to justify your sin because you married a different race, and that's a sin. I've had churches cancel speaking on me because my wife is Japanese. I get it. It's ignorance. My point is this. If I let her just talk about this is your truth. And I thought, I said, ma'am, it's not just your truth that that happened. That is the truth. And the truth is that what happened to you was wrong. And I don't care what you look like on the outside. But if I have to let it be your truth that it was wrong, then that's not my truth. Because here's what I want you to understand. We have to ask the right question. What is truth? Here's what she said. And, I, and, I, and I, guys, I'm just doing this for emphasis. I just hope, I just hope that Reese Taylor died knowing that her truth, like the truth of so many other women who were tormented in those years and even now tormented goes marching on. Who was Reese Taylor? She was a woman who had attended church in the evening, was walking home. Five white men pulled her into a car, took her out into the woods, abused her, left her alongside of the road, threw money on her, and told her if she told anybody that they would kill her. She wasn't silent. She talked. 
and a lady accepted her case, a lawyer named Rosa Parks. Have any of you ever heard of Rosa Parks? Yeah. Rosa Parks took the case. Rosa Parks ended up having to leave because she was threatened she was going to be killed for representing Reese Taylor. None of those five white guys that abused that woman were ever prosecuted. Here is my point to you guys. If Reese Taylor's truth is that she was abused, what was the truth of the white guys? Their truth was she was a prostitute and they paid her for her services. This is not her truth. This is the truth. And if you can have your truth and I can have my truth, trust me, you are not going to like the world that you're going to end up in and we're living in it right now. And it's going to get worse. It's going to take the body of Christ standing up and speaking the truth. Your generation is under attack. Why does truth matter? Let me tell you about Elizabeth. Glendive, Montana, speaking a couple weeks ago, she comes up to me, homeschooled her whole life, Christian church her whole life. She goes to college, history class, day one, professor, who wrote the book of Genesis? Secular college, who wrote the book of Genesis? She's like, whoa, I'm in. Moses. The next 20 minutes, that professor commenced to chewing her up and spitting her out, and she said, I didn't have a clue how to answer that. I've never experienced anything like that. Today was the first time of ever being taught how to do anything with my faith. That's why the next three days, that's what I'm going to approach. We're going to deal with those issues. That's Elizabeth. Let me tell you about Michael. Michael was a young man, Boca Raton, Florida, came up to me after speaking, and he said to me, because I told you about these index cards, he said, my uh, day one psychology class, Boca Raton, Florida Atlantic University, that's the name of the university, I'll put it out there. Florida Atlantic University, psychology professor, day one, hands out index cards. Oh, that's cool. No, it's not. Write Jesus on it. Now stand up, put it on the ground, step on it, because the rest of this class, we are going to destroy one of the greatest myths that's ever been perpetuated. How about Molly? You think truth doesn't matter to Molly? Molly's a young lady, heard me speak at a camp, took her two years. Two years in her public school, she went to her principal for two years and finally got it approved for me to come speak in the public school. They wouldn't do it during school hours. They did it after hours, competing against a home basketball game. Molly filled that auditorium 90 to 95%. Two years it took her. I show up at this event, and I say, okay, Molly, what do you want me to talk about? She, she looked at me like I'm stupid. She goes, I want you to preach a gospel. Molly, the last time I was in a public school, they pulled the fire alarm after 10 minutes to get me out, and I didn't use the Bible, and I didn't talk about God. 10 minutes, pulled the fire alarm. Does your principal know that I'm going to preach the gospel? Yes. And I want you to give an altar call. Public school. This young lady had done that. You think truth didn't matter to her? By the way, it's not me. You know that. Holy Spirit gets all the credit. I told the pastor, her pastor was there that night, I said, Pastor, I don't want to do the altar call because I'm a butterfly. I'm here and I'm gone. You're the face. You're the guy that's going to be here. I want you to do the altar call because these guys are going to see you and I want them to have some place to come to. Would you do the altar call? Yeah. He did the altar call. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not exaggerating, no evangelical numbers. The entire hallway was filled with your generation on their face. Guys, you think truth didn't matter? How about Bethany, exact same camp. Six months later, she writes me. This is what, guys, I, I, I might come across like I'm a jerk, but I am not a jerk. 
I care deeply about your generation. Your generation is under attack. And the only thing I know how to do is be real straightforward with you. Bethany writes me six months later. Mr. Kirby, I attended a camp that you spoke at this last past summer. Uh, I'm now a freshman at Auburn University. I'm planning to study in the field of science. I've always attended a Baptist church with my parents. I was raised in a Christian home until six months ago. I would call myself a devout Christian. I was never taught about other religions aside from Christianity. I was just told they were wrong. That's one of the greatest mistakes we in the church have ever done. Because if you don't know why you believe what you say you believe, I have not prepared you to go into this culture that is openly aggressive, openly antagonistic, and going to come after you. As you said at camp, the church has given answers that don't hold any water in a debate. I knew my beliefs would be questioned when I came to college. I just wasn't expecting to not have reasonable answers. I'm doubting my faith at this time. I can't answer the questions that are asked of me, at least not with answers that I actually believe. I can easily repeat what was told me. For whatever reason, the church has adopted the world's way of educating, which is regurgitation. Let me give you information. You memorize. Come back tomorrow. I'll test you, and you regurgitate back to me what I gave to you. Failed miserably. You have to own this, guys. This has got to be yours. You can't ride on anybody's coattail on this issue. The professors and friends I've met have logical reasoning behind their beliefs, whereas I lack any reasons I support. I found out within a matter of weeks that I was uneducated, ignorant, narrow-minded, and didn't stand a a chance against the arguments and questions I was presented with. Now I am verging on not only seeing their side uh, side of the story, but believing it. This genuinely scares me, and it breaks my heart. That's why bring the issues. I am not a genius. I am not a smart guy. But I guarantee you this. I will do everything that I can to get an answer to you. Pastor Choi is going to be with me as well. We will do everything that we can to provide an answer to you. Christianity is logical, reasonable, rational. I do not want to believe that I have no purpose, that a God doesn't exist. That everything I have been taught was a lie. Yet is this why religion exists, to appease our fears? I read this to you because six months from now, some of you are going to be at universities. You think truth doesn't matter? How about Jesus? You think truth didn't matter to him? Then why did he come and die on a cross? And let me be blunt with you. If he did not do what he said that he did, the way that he said that he did it, then you and I have no hope. We have nothing. The scripture says we are to be pitied if he didn't do what he said that he did. You want hope? It is in Jesus Christ. In the Jesus Christ that revealed himself in his word. And if you don't know his word, you can never take a strong stand in the culture. So let me give you three points here, guys. Three points. Truth matters. And because it does matter, then I'm going to say that we need to do this. We have to embrace it. If you're a Christian, you claim Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you want to be obedient, if you want to impact this culture, you're going to have to embrace truth. I I use the Bereans as an example. Acts 17, 11, you guys have read this scripture, heard this scripture. What did they do? They examined the scriptures daily. I'm not asking you to raise your hand. Mine's the first one to go up to say I'm a failure many times. Are you in the word daily? And that leads to the second point. You've got to search for it. If truth is there, you have to search for it. Second Timothy says, do your best. Study to present, present yourself to God as one approved. We don't need to be ashamed, but it's going to take work on your part to do this. That's why I love these camps where you have a time to get away from the cell phones, to get away from that, to reflect on something that has eternal value. 
And you got to stand up for it. Guys, I, I'm just being honest. Where are the Esters in our culture today? Where, where are those that are willing to stand up to a culture and call me whatever name you want, because that's, that, that's the big tool of Satan. Let me call you a name, and then that shuts us up. Look, if our Savior can die for us on a cross while we're spitting on him, I think we can take getting called a name. Man up. Oh, that's sexist. Man up. Philippians 1.27, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. But you know what? There's one more point that I want to say to you. We need to do those things, but we need to do it God's way. Because too many times we can get, uh, uh, you think I'm chucking stones at you? I'm not chucking stones at you. I struggle with this. We can do things in our flesh. We can try and mock and we can kind of ridicule because, hey, they're mean, so let's return evil with evil. No, that's not what the scripture says. God tells us to give the answer, but to do it how? With meekness and fear. So do it his way. You know, one of the real reasons that this is so important, because if there is truth, then there is a God. Because if there is no God, then there really is no truth. Because truth becomes, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think? Welcome to America, 2019. And I'm going to be real honest with you. The only option to not having a God that created the way that he said that he did is this. Do you know what truth will lead to under this system? You won't like it. You won't like it. And so we're going to deal with some of the evolution things as well during this week. So, what is truth? You have a definition. But now, can you apply it? Take the cards, write the questions, turn them into Dave. He's got the Shabam shirt on. Dave's with me. Turn them into me. Turn them into Pastor Choi. If I'm sure he wouldn't mind taking them right, Pastor Choi. Turn them into one of his pastor, uh, Pastor Phil. He, I mean, just get them in. But if you walk out of here, well, they didn't answer this question. Did you raise it? Don't cop out. If you really have a desire to learn something, then bring it on. We will do our best. Now, one last question. How tall am I? What standard are you going to use? So, here's what my goal is for this week. It's not to argue with you. It's not to fight with you. It's not to prove how smart I am, because I'm not that smart. I grew up around guys with one name, Crusher, Bruiser, Mauler, Assassin, okay? My dad was a professional wrestler. If you think IQ is stressed in the home of a professional wrestler, <laughs> you're wrong. My goal 